0: You're listening to the Wind Built Sin podcast, a podcast focused on evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. I'm your host Gabriel Lucchetta. Thanks for listening. Play this record as frequently as possible. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Uh, today's a, a great podcast. I was excited to get together with my old bandmates. Uh, Ten years ago, we were in a band together, and we played our final concert in September of 2008, and it's September of 2018. And so we wanted to catch up and just talk and share about some of the experiences. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to have the whole band. I only had two members, Ivan and Matt. Uh, Moy and Easy were not available during the time of the recording. Uh, I'll try to get together with them in the future. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so it's been 10 years, 10 years, guys, since we played a, our last concert in Los Angeles, California, so let's let's all just say who's here, who's talking, and where we're at. So this is Chaka. Uh, Menchaca. I'm, I'm talking from Frankfurt, Germany. I'm here with, go ahead.
1: Yo, what's up? This is
2: Matt Monroy. And I'm talking from Brooklyn, New York. Where Brooklyn Matt. at? Oh, man? This is Ivan Villegos, Coming to live from Buena Park,
0: California. Dang. So we literally are all on opposite ends right now. Um, it's 5 o'clock for me. I think it's, what, 11 o'clock for you, Matt?
1: Yeah, 11 a.m.
0: And uh, Ivan, 8 it's
1: 8... Yeah. 8
2: a.m., man. <laughs> so he's up the earliest. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, so... Okay, so it's been ten years, and I just wanted to kind of go over some thoughts. Um, do you guys? First off, do you guys miss playing music like we used to play? We were in a metalcore band. I don't know if any of you guys still actually play in a metalcore band.
2: <laughs> no, uh, definitely uh, do not play. I'll go ahead and share. I, 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 mean, I think for me it was more more than anything that time of a uh, season in my life where that was good. I think there's certain times and certain seasons where you go through certain things and it's like, it was good for that time of the season, a lot of maturity and a lot of growth. But I think at this season of my life, let's say, over playing, this is much more rewarding. got a beautiful wife, four, I got four kids, so I mean, though I do miss it, this is much more rewarding, this is rather, this is much rather where I, where I want to be at.
0: Yeah. Matt, what about you?
2: Oh yeah, I I definitely
1: don't play in metalcore band anymore, <laughs> but I do miss it. It was great times. I miss playing music as much every single weekend, different venues, different bands. I don't miss the long hair. <laughs> I don't miss that. <laughs> I don't I don't miss getting hit in the face in the pit. <laughs> but um, it was definitely a great time. Really fun. Really sticks in my heart all the time, and I think back at it once every 10 years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, once every 10 years. Okay, what
1: about you, man? You were the king of hardcore. (laughs) Do you miss it?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, I think I definitely miss the the culture and the lifestyle of, um, you know, concerts, but I think think, Ivan, you you hit it on the head when you said it was a season, and so, like, right now, there's a lot more that's rewarding. Yeah, I definitely miss playing In a like, I guess, an outside of church band, as opposed to playing only within the church. So, as far as ministry goes, I know that all of us were, you know, Matt's in Brooklyn, Ivan, you're in Buena Park, I'm in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, We all we're in a band that we all considered ministry. What are you guys doing now, as far as ministry goes, and serving in the the local church or in the bigger picture of church as a whole? Uh,
2: I'll. Go ahead and take this one on. Um, I think for myself, in a local church right now, I'm serving at a Reach Fellowship in North Long Beach, and um, I currently serve in a lot of different ministries. I we were sort of like a mobile church, so we meet up at Jordan High School, and every Sunday we gotta <laughs> set up and tear down. So that's kind of tough. But I serve on the setup team. I serve on the production team, doing. Uh, the audio, helping uh, out with the video sometimes. Um, I help in. I currently in the middle of worship, uh, the worship team or not, um, just because I recently started school, so I'm working on my MDiv at Gateway Seminary. Um, recently graduated from DBU in mm-hmm. a awesome. Christian ministry degree, and um, so yeah, my goal and passion right now is uh, I feel like God's calling me to do a pastoral ministry. And so that's where I'm just focusing and working on my MDiv, trying to finish that up. And I'm actually currently part of a an elder candidate program. So at Reach Fellowship we're starting what's called a, we're starting something new, something fresh, just kind of going through an elder candidate program where it's 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 a process of two years. Where it's six months pretty much finding out um if you feel this is your call, if you feel what's doing it. And the other six months, just working through the nuances of what all that means and what's entailed in it, um, as far as from a biblical perspective. And then the, the other year is more like of a training, hands-on, working uh, with, together with, um, working with members from the church, um, taking on different tasks and roles and different visitations, um, at, you know, hospital visitations, um, different kind of ministries. So yeah, we're working in that. And uh, this is a church flat, so when you're working, we're working in the church flat, you kind of do whatever comes comes about, right? Um, yeah. You know, Matt has some experience in it, um, but and even yourself, Gabriel. But um, yeah, I think most of it, more than anything for me, I think one of my, one of the places that I'm I'm most, uh, I, guess, I guess, looking forward to is, is the Elder Candidate Program, and just to be able to serve in a local body as an elder, and just entailing what that means, man, shepherding people, working through people, working through all the nuances of this life and just putting Christ at the forefront of our lives and setting him as our rock and as our foundation, man. So yeah, that's what, what I'm doing right now. Apparently I reach.
0: That's awesome. Matt, what about you?
2: Yeah, that, that's super dope. Ivan. I definitely uh, feel
1: what you said about setup up and tear down. I just uh, joined this <laughs> local church here in Brooklyn and that's exactly what we do every Sunday. Set up, tear down. It's crazy. It's a lot of work. It's fun though. <laughs> Uh, but right now, I'm I'm in a transitional period, I guess you could say. I just moved to Brooklyn about four months ago. Before that, I was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where I guess I would say the bulk of my serving a ministry, my work was. I was there for about five years helping my parents with the pioneer ministry, start up a new church. And during that time, it felt like it was every single ministry that we were a part of it It wasn't just one thing it's not like how it is now it's a little easier at this new church I only have one specific ministry but before I used to help out with worship team was probably my biggest one there helping our team learn new instruments helping them learn how to worship and understand how we usher in the presence of God through worship and it's a responsibility that God has placed on us so that was a big ministry that I was in Eventually, I grew a little bit more God allowed me to start preaching, start sharing His Word, which I was really excited for that. That was awesome. Yeah. I think it was like a year ago, I went up on Wednesday night to preach my first sermon. That was super dope. And then God just kept putting that desire in my heart and it just kept going. More, more messages, more revelation God was giving me, His Holy Spirit. And I just want to keep preaching, keep going. <laughs> But, yeah, so our ministry in Albuquerque was a lot of different aspects that I would jump in. So I'd help with our ushers, pretty much every operational standpoint of a church. I was running that, helping, overseeing, build up and disciple people to understand how we do things and, more importantly, why we do things. We're serving the people. We're making an environment, a safe place for them to come in and just be able to love on God. But no judgment, no worries, no cares. Um, but now that I'm in Brooklyn, differently, a, it's really a big change of pace. I've joined this established church, been here for five years, not very long. However, they have grown substantially in those five years. God has really blessed them. So I was able to jump in on their crew team, as they call it, where we set up. Every Sunday, tear down every Sunday. I'll and this is also equipment. in Brooklyn? Yeah, it's in Brooklyn. It's, it's crazy how I found this church. It was like I was scrolling through Instagram one night on a Sunday because it was my first Sunday in Brooklyn when I moved here, scrolling through Instagram, and I get a, fee, a, a promotion or an ad that says, hey, Sunday Night Church, come check it out. I was like, okay, cool. So I look at the address, and it was like three blocks away from my apartment. Nice. That was so cool Yeah, I feel God just really opened that door for me So I went over there, immediately clicked with the people, the pastors The demographic in the church is a lot different than what I'm used to So I'm serving with a lot of young people Everyone around me is around the same age And we're kind of all in the same areas of life And it's just really cool to see all of these people, this generation Really on fire for God and doing something in Brooklyn So ever That's since cool. I went there, I knew this is the church for me
0: That's cool, man. So in in, in talking to you guys, like one of of the biggest things that I'm trying to draw out and really bring to the forefront of our conversation is I think all of us really did uh, have like an intention or a heart or a passion for reaching people outside of the church. And um, I think some of the principles are being applied into what we do now. Um, but how would you guys kind of elaborate or share a little bit like how it felt for you being in the band and doing a lot of that like type of ministry, which would be outside of the normal uh, Sunday morning meeting or midweek meeting or even prayer meeting? Like what are some things that you guys saw? What are some things you were passionate about during that time of being in a band and still having a focus to reach the lost?
2: I'll uh, go ahead and start. <clears throat> I think for me, more than anything, man, it was, it was, I think when I was looking at it then, it wasn't so much 100% focused on this, but when I'm looking back on it now, a lot of it was really just evangelism. And when I say evangelism, I, I just mean building relationships with people. I think a lot of times um we think of evangelism, you know, going to the park and, and holding up signs or or just you know, sharing the gospel with people. And although that is evangelism, I don't want to discredit that. But I think uh, more more so than anything, evangelism entails a lot of just building relationships with people, getting to know people, um, getting to know who they are relationally, and just pouring into their lives and loving them the way Christ loved us. You know what I'm saying? And I think more so than anything, when when I'm looking at it now, I I, I see that it was that it was this this desire to evangelize, see Christ, um flourish in, in the area i mean i remember i even remember there was a band that played at the upper room at uh, a bridge chapel Huntington park and i remember we booked them and, and they came in man and and um and i remember they just started cussing up with storm and we were like looking at each other like uh dang i think uh, the leaders are gonna get back <laughs> like i think this might be the last show. <laughs> like i don't know if we're gonna be able to throw another show at the upper room but i remember man and then and then later on, they came back to the same place, and they were preaching the gospel, and it was just an amazing thing to see. And I think that was—I don't want to—I don't want to, you know—that's all God working and, and doing all that. But that was just a great thing to, to see, man. But I think more than anything, it was when I was there. It was building an in, uh, individual relationship with people, getting to know people who, you know, if if we were still living inside the walls of a church and still living. Within the context of a church, we might have never come encounter with certain people. You know, what I'm saying with yeah. certain people that and even till this day, people that we know and, and, and that I I personally know and see and and say what's up to and hit up from time to time and see how they're doing. But I think when when I see uh, when I when I see it in, in that aspect, it just it's amazing to see. But I think during that time, man, it was a lot of it. The focus was trying to bring light to the dark, and right? Trying to reach the people who maybe. You know people within the church within the walls of a church or even within the 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 culture of a church might not necessarily reach out to might not go out and and seek and try to preach the gospel to them and i think for more so than than that it was it was it was it was amazing to see man just how all that came together even though i wish i would have had the maturity that i have now (laughs) and some of the the spiritual guidance that I have now yeah, Back in, in those Back in, in, in that time But I mean, you know, God God is sovereign Even over that, man, and, and God is working And even the relationships that we've built I think sometimes people Try to discredit their ministry Because they're not quote-unquote big Or they're not quote-unquote well-known And, you know, God does the most amazing things With the least of people I mean, when we look at the life of Saul Which I'm sure all you, I mean, the life of Paul Which all you guys know, who was Saul Persecuting the early church, and then and it was the he was the wrote the most letters of the New Testament. So I think when I look at it from that perspective, man, it's just amazing to see how sometimes God takes little situations, little ministries, little things that maybe in our American culture we discredit because they're not popular, they're not known. But God works even through all that, man. I mean, look at you, Gabriel. You're up in Frankfurt, Estonia, doing all that big thing. So and then Matt, part of a church plant who. I'm not going to lie, man. I was probably like, dang, I don't know what's going to happen with Matt after we broke up. <laughs> uh, you, know, like, you know, I was like, uh, not, not in, a, in a bad way, but I was just, you know, I was like, I wasn't sure. Man. I mean, even myself, I was like, I wasn't quote unquote spiritually where where I wanted to be or even at the maturity, I mm-hmm. think, to, to where I am now. And I think, yeah, it was, it, it was just amazing to see, man, what the band did. And I think as a group, what was our, on our forefront? What was our goal and our mission? I mean, obviously we wanted to write great music. Music was, we were a band, I mean, that's what we did, music. Yeah. But I think more in the forefront was like, how can we love people?
0: Yeah. What about you, Matt?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I was thinking, what's gonna happen to me? This band broke up. <laughs> Where am I going now? <laughs> No, uh, yeah, during that time, it was it was definitely really cool. I know initially, I think, to be honest, I was more excited to be in the band as opposed to going out and trying to reach these people. But after a few shows, I realized that that was our purpose. Yeah, it's fun playing music, hanging out. But ultimately, we're there to share the gospel, share the love of God, and just see these lives change, these young people that typically probably won't go to church. So this is our outlet to them. And i realized that. I remember one example is I was out one night with Easy, and we ended up going to a show because I, I think that weekend we didn't have a show. So we went to a show in Bell, that big church on Gates. I forget what it was called. And we were hanging out in the back watching the bands play. And then we see these two young dudes come up to us, maybe like 13 years old. And they tell us, hey, you guys are from Karyosu, right? And we we're like, at first, like, oh, yeah, super dope. That's cool. Like, yeah, that's us. And they're like, oh, well, we've been having these problems. Do you mind praying for us? And that was when I realized, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was really cool, though. I I'd never forget that story. I'm sure Easy doesn't either. Um, but that's when I, it really grasped me that that's our purpose. That's what we're doing this for. And every time after that, going into shows, that's what was my mentality. It's like, yeah, it's cool to have fun, jump around and just get everybody excited. But we also want to show them that there's a purpose. There's a reason that's more behind it. And that's Jesus Christ, his love, the gospel, and that their lives can be changed, not through the music, but through through God. So after that point that was really my focus going into shows and just making it intentional that that's what we want to do that's what we want to do we want to share the love of god the gospel and that was really cool but i mean yeah initially i was pumped just to be in the band because you guys were a band before i joined you guys had done your thing you were well known and i was a fan before i even jumped in so it was just really sweet to experience that Then also allow god to use me and grow me Because at that time, yeah, I was definitely crazy. (laughs) Still a little crazy, but not as much over there. (laughs) uh,
0: And I think it's important to note, too, that, um, Matt, you and Easy were considerably younger, I think, in comparison to, like, myself or Moy. For example, right now, I'm 33 years old. How old are
2: you? I'm 27.
1: So at the time of our last show, I was 17 years old.
0: Yeah, so so that's in, in a sense we were like really in different chapters and seasons of life but i think it's really cool that um you were able to kind of grasp like what we were all trying to do um there's another area that i just did i wanted to bring up um in, as far as like the principles of like okay so for example uh i come from a mindset or mentality of being in ministry where three things are involved evangelism discipleship and multiplication um in the in the way that we were in the band my goal was really to share the gospel through the music in a sense of saying like if you make something really good people will listen like if you make something that's valuable that you've spent time on that's well crafted people will will hear that and in a sense give you an open door or even give you an ear Uh, That you could share something with them and so that for me was the idea of the evangelism where we could connect with people and share the gospel and The second thought was the discipleship factor now This was a challenge because when you play a concert Let's just say you play a concert four hours away from the city you live in how do you stay connected to people now? At that point, I think all of us including myself like you guys mentioned we were all at a different place spiritually and even in our maturity and I couldn't really see how, how to get past that but seeing how we're all kind of involved in church now what do you guys think about the, the, the evangelism discipleship and even multiplication what are your thoughts on that
2: uh, I'll kind of take that on real quick man just share a couple of things I think more I think when I'm looking at it now I, I think about it like that like dang like I, I miss I miss the discipleship part of it you know I I I, you know, my I think during that time at that age when we were in the band, my, my main goal was just evangelism, spread the gospel. I'm doing my job, you know. I'm taking on the great commission. That that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Hey, and I think I was seeing things. I was probably a lot more legalistic and probably a lot more um, work, <laughs> work righteous based. Um, I, was a heri- I was a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't say that, but I mean, you know, a lot of it was just was really just works kind of based. just going out there and trying to share the gospel, doing what. I know I I got to do it for God because everyone says I got to do it, not necessarily because I I read it from Scripture and anything like that. Like I said, I was probably really immature during that time. But I mean, um, I, I I look back at First Corinthians three, man, and just where it says where it says you know some have um, some have planted the seeds, others have watered. I said, but God gave the growth. And I, and I think sometimes when I look at it and I'm looking back at it, I try to worry or try to think about it, and, and I just gotta trust in God and God working different things man throughout um uh god god's just it's a it's god doing the work and i say and i would say during that time man i think i think now i'm a little more lenient a lot less legalistic. although that probably still is something that goes on in my mind in my heart but i mean yeah when i look at it now dude i just think about it and i see how and I can go on criticizing myself saying man we didn't do this we didn't do that so therefore we, we won't quote unquote doing ministry you know what I'm saying but it's like nah bro I think more than anything we were loving on people we were trying to do the work of our, the best that we can the best of our abilities and I think more so than anything man it's God the one who does the flourishing it's God the one who, 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 who does the growth in people and, yeah, and that's good that's and and I think one of the, the, the parts of uh, discipleship, more so, I think it was it was using kind of praise chapel in the sense of trying when we were playing like local shows, we we're trying to get people to come to church as opposed to real discipleship. And what I mean by real discipleship is is walking and doing life with people, living yeah life with each other. So I don't think, like I said, that I don't think we were necessarily doing that. But I don't want to discredit the ministry or what God was doing or what was in our hearts. I think. Um, for the most part, we wanted to share the gospel, and, and maybe it was a lack of uh, spiritual fathers, spiritual counseling, or I, I don't know. But I think, I mean, and it was probably more so our pride, or my pride, I should speak, and my selfishness of us wanting to do things on our own and and not wanting outside help. <laughs> out. <laughs> I mean, we were young, we were we were dumb. I mean, it is what it is. But even God works through through this man. So I would say, in in that aspect, it was. It was us just planting seeds, man, planting seeds, planting seeds, and hoping maybe others would come water, and God ultimately getting the getting the growth, and and hoping that would lead to, to the same process of them sharing the gospel, planting seeds, and, and them going out and sharing the love of Christ. I mean, when we look at the early church, that's literally what it was. I mean, people growing little by little. I mean, the, the early church was able to take over, take on, and eventually become the the, the religion of the of the of the Roman Empire. So, yeah, man. It's, um, there's no other place to be in but in in putting your faith in Christ. Even though I'm probably preaching to the choir because there's probably a lot of Christians listening to it, but for those who are <laughs> that, that's it, man.
0: Matt, your thoughts on, the, on how— Yeah. It? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Definitely agree with everything you say, Ivan. I feel that.
2: Uh, for me, the way I look at this— Sorry. Uh, the, I, I kind of look at this in twofold in terms of
1: evangelism and discipleship. I, I see the band as a whole just really reaching out to a lot of young kids, going out to different cities, especially in the local area, Huntington Park, Bell, Southgate, Bell Gardens, all these areas reaching out to a lot of kids. And obviously it's really hard to get to know every single one of them and speak with them and do life with them. But I still feel that it really change the atmosphere in those cities. Because when you go to a show in one of those cities, you know that there's going to be at least one Christian band there. There's one band that's preaching the gospel. And I feel like I wouldn't say, obviously, that Pray Us Through was um, the main reason for that. It was all God and the Spirit. But definitely at the forefront. And the evangelism was spread out to a lot of people and discipleship as well. But I also see it through the band, the discipleship within you guys the the older leaders in there because you definitely I feel discipled myself easy and a lot of these young guys that were surrounding the band and um in that area so it was definitely a one-on-one discipleship in there it may not seem like it because we were in the band together or we we're hanging out but I really feel that was a vital time in my personal or personally life I personally where I would receive discipleship from you guys and then also from other bands and just there was that interpersonal relationship there. And it was kind of a little smaller niche. It was us and people who were usually at a lot of the upper room shows or a lot of the local kids. And we saw that through our youth group at Praise Chapel. We would see a lot of people from the shows show up on Wednesday nights and get connected. So yeah, obviously we could do a lot better. We could have done a lot better. But I still feel that God was using us on a big scale, reaching out to multiple kids and then also... Uh, through just the band and the people that were in the direct group that we would see a lot every week or every show or every Wednesday or whatever it may have been, yeah. so there was definitely twofold in that. I feel, in my opinion.
0: Well, that's that's encouraging to hear. I think Ivan, <laughs> both of us are just like, hey man, at least at least someone was encouraged. Someone was was brought to a, hopefully a healthier place spiritually. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, an interesting thing that I'll share with you guys that um, happened to me in 2017. Uh, we were getting ready to make the move. We, were, we had been in Tallinn, Estonia, uh, pastoring a church, a local church, for seven years. And in January of 2017, this kid messages me on Facebook and was like, "Like, hey, man, weren't you the singer of Carry Us Through? And I'm sitting there reading this message like, what in the world? Like, where has this kid been? Like that's another lifetime, man. Like, <laughs> so, but, but he actually went on to just share some, um, some personal stuff of how that during the time that we were in the band and we were doing concerts and events, um, that we actually took some time and, and talked with him and, and shared the gospel and even prayed with him. And he was just saying how it meant so much to him. And for me, that was really big because I think in the, in the bigger picture of everything we're trying to do, I think the reality of of how Christ walked with people and he was very personal with them, I think for me that's still huge. Like to take that principle from a band and being able to sit down and talk with people after playing a concert, you know, and then talking with people and then going like from that into like a ministry and realizing how we can utilize a lot of the same principles of, of being personal with people and not being in essence a rock star and go backstage and hide from everybody. Um, You know, we see that with a lot of bands that um, I I still was a fan of, even until they broke up, like Sleeping Giant, um, uh, For Today, um, these these bands that really had like a personal relationship. And while we may not agree on everything, there was a there was a real passion for people to share the gospel and share the love of Christ with them. And I thought that's huge. And so I really want to use that as a segue um, to encourage. Or you go into the set. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that. I think that's something
2: that that I remember us even talking about as before we would go into shows or even while we were practice. That was, and and it's honestly rewarding to hear that that comment about that kid. But I think that was kind of like our one of our visions um, as as we were younger in our immaturity was the fact that you know, guys, even if we do all this work and all this great thing, even if it's just one person, we would say. That's totally great. That's fine. It's one person that we've that we've been able to you know help and and share the gospel with you know, and it's one person that's able to dedicate their life to Christ. So, and I think that kind of same mentality is is put on in today's perspective, you know, in in in, yeah. in the way I walk today, in the sense where I'm like, you know, Genesis one twenty seven, we see how people are made in God's image, and we look at people as individuals and seeing them that they are. is made in the image of God rather than the human being rather than us and I guess when we start seeing people this is a creation of God we start realizing like yo just one all this effort for one person is important
0: and and to use that as a segue to kind of like talk about if we were to sit and talk to ourselves 10 years ago you know what would you say
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good one definitely a good question if I would go back Right now.
0: (laughs) Well, let let me, let me get some more context to that first. (laughs) Okay. The reason I'm saying that, the reason I'm saying that, what would you, what would you say to, to, you know, yourself 10 years ago is because maybe someone that is in a band currently or is, is currently involved in some sort of like artistic endeavor that is trying to share the gospel, is trying to bring discipleship about in a, in a different type of way or different setting. You know, hopefully that what you're saying to yourself 10 years ago would help not only what you hope to have changed at that point, but also the person that's in it right now. So that's why I'm trying to ask that question. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, got it. So I think there's a few things that I would definitely go back and would want to share with myself. But I think most importantly, fortunately, would be just reminding myself that we're doing this to reach people we're doing this to show people the love of god and allow them to experience that for themselves all the other stuff that comes along with it yeah it's fun it's great it's an outlet for reaching other people but we want to go out and just share as, as much as we can with as many as we can and that's the number one purpose And just never lose sight of that when you get discouraged or when things feel like, oh, I'm not reaching anyone or nobody's receptive. Just remember that God is the one that's knocking on their heart. It's not our words. It's not what we play. It's his Holy Spirit that really reaches out to these people. And we're just there to do the work, plant the seed, and God will handle the rest. So I would definitely just tell myself to focus on that and not worry about all the outside noise, everything else that comes along, and just be extremely humble in everything that you do and just know that it's not through our work, it's through God's work. And I would definitely also say that when you're doing it, just remember that people watch you, people see you, you're on the stage, so... You want to just live, be Christ-like every single day. You want to do that. You want that to be your lifestyle, your evangelism, your discipleship, not just when you're on stage or when you're at a concert. You want that to be your everyday thing. Like to be genuine. Yeah, to be genuine. That's definitely it. You want to be genuine in your walk with God and not just put on a performance. Because I know sometimes it's easy for us or it's easy for me just to be like, yeah, okay, we're at a show. We're a Christian band, so I'm going to go out and talk to them, try to pray with them, or I'll pray before the set. But really, if you're not praying before, if you're not seeking God, if you don't have that relationship beforehand, you're just putting on a show. Thank you for listening. Please like, share,
0: and subscribe.